Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Hello, everyone. Again, my name is Clint Schwartz. I'm lead pastor here. Um, I'm still trying to recover from worship. I don't know about you, but man, I was crying up here and just wanting to be worshiping the rest of the service. So I, th- I think I should probably preach a little. So we'll do a little bit of this. Uh, last weekend, we had our Vision Sunday. Uh, and if you missed that, I encourage you to go online and watch that. Um, but we revealed our word for the year as a church. The word is passion. And the, the hope is that this year we all become more passionately in love with Jesus. That's, that's the hope this next year. And we're starting out this year with a 21-day fast. Uh, This is day two of our 21-day fast. And um, if you're interested, if you missed last weekend and you're interested in joining us, you still can. Uh, We have fasting commitment cards out uh, in the Welcome Center. You can fill out one of those cards. Just let us know uh, what type of fast you're doing, whether you're doing a Daniel fast for 21 days or you're giving up coffee or pop or something like that. And then the last week, we're encouraging everyone to do a full 24-hour, no-food fast. And uh, for some of you, you're like, will that kill me? I mean, no, it, it won't. I mean, let me just let you know, it won't. You can most likely check with a doctor if you're worried about that, but um, we can survive without food. Now, it is sacrificial when we do that, uh, but it's one of the ways that we can honor God and, and, and fall in love with Jesus. So I would encourage you, if you um, want to join us in that fast, uh, the cards are out there, and then you can pick up a fasting uh, journal, a 21-day journal. Uh, today was day two, and uh, my wife put that together, and I really appreciate that. I appreciate it for our fast. So um, for today's message, uh, I, I'm going to share a little bit about myself if you've ever been on a mission trip with me, you already know this about me, okay? So um, when I go on mission trips, and I've been to Central America, I've been to Haiti, uh, Dominican Republic, Mexico, been over to Africa, but I, I, I really want to communicate with the people that we're doing ministry with. And, uh, and every single time, I, I, I try my best to communicate. The problem is I only speak English. That's just a little bit of a a hindrance. And so in high school, um, I had a choice to take Spanish or French. I took French. I don't know why. It's not very helpful, especially here in Elkhart County. Spanish would have been really helpful to have. Um, But uh, so I took French. And so French only messes me up because you think you understand what's being said, but you really don't. And then you try to speak and then French words come out instead of Spanish. So I've learned, I picked up a few Spanish words along the way. And uh, when I'm in Central America, I try to put away the, the French words and pull out a few of those Spanish words. And I've, I've come a long way. Um, the problem is, every time I go on a mission trip, my Spanish comes out. It doesn't matter what country we're in. So <laughs> recently I was in Africa <laughs> and it's, it's just too bad, you know? And so, you know, I'm talking to someone, and they ask me a question, and I say, see, sí. they just look at me like, what? 
And uh, Emma was there, and my son Ben was there, and they just shook their heads. And it's difficult. It's difficult, right? You want to be able to communicate with someone, but if they speak a different language, it's hard because you want to be able to communicate. Ever been there before? Yeah, I've been there so many times, so many times. Um, even if you speak the same language, sometimes it's difficult to communicate. Can I get an amen from all the guys here? Amen, right? Yeah. I think I speak English, but my wife, I don't know. Um, but uh, so we have, we have five kids between my wife and I. We have five kids. And one of them um, speaks a different language than I do. Let's just put it that way. Uh, this, this kid, just when, when I try to speak to this child, who's not a child anymore, young adult, um, they hear something different than what I'm trying to say. And then when that person speaks back to me, it's, I don't understand what's being said. And so we have had to bring Rose in and have her sit down between us and translate. And so <laughs> she knows how to speak my language. She knows how to speak this child's language. And it's been really helpful. We, we had some impasses while they were, especially in their teenage years. And uh, Rose would just come in and, and translate. And we'd be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Not saying anything different, just speaking English back and forth. But it makes a difference. It is difficult when you don't understand what somebody is saying, right? It's difficult when you're not able to communicate. Well, in the same way that speaking someone's language is super important for communication, let me submit this to you. Speaking someone's love language is super important for healthy relationships. Let me say that again. Speaking someone's love language is super important for healthy relationships. Now, it doesn't matter if you're single or married, because speaking someone's love language isn't just about couples. It's about all the relationships that we have and understanding what a person's love language is. So the question is, what, this is new to you, what is a love language, right? Um, Gary Chapman author Gary Chapman, he wrote the book, The Five Love Languages, and it defines love languages this way in his follow-up book, God Speaks Your Love Language. He says this, each person has a primary love language, which means that one of the five love languages speaks more deeply than the other four on an emotional level. When someone speaks my primary love language, I'm drawn to that person because he or she is meeting my basic need to feel loved. When a person does not speak my primary love language, I will wonder whether he or she really loves me because emotionally, I do not connect as strongly with that person. So this has been extremely helpful in my relationship with our kids and also in my relationship with my wife. Understanding what a person's love language makes a huge, huge difference. Now here are the five love languages, words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. And if you want to learn more about love languages or find out what yours is, I would encourage you to go to the website uh, fivelovelanguages.com and uh, take a, there's a five-minute quiz on the top of that website. And uh, it'll give you a little report of what your love languages are. And it's really, really helpful. Um, if you want to read the book, we have The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman out at the welcome desk, and uh, you can pick that up after service. 
So understanding our five love languages will help us in all of our relationships with those people around us. But it will also help us in our relationship with God. It'll help us with our relationship with God because it helps us to know how to better receive love from God. And then uh, we're going to study and learn how we can better show love to God through these various love languages. So the question is, what love language does God have? What do you think? All of them. He created them. And so God loves to be shown love with all five love languages. And we're going to talk about that in this message series. So our series is titled, The Love Languages of God. And over the five weeks, we're going to study each love language, talk about how that works in our relationships, and then we're going to talk about how we can receive love from God through that love language, and then how we can show love to God as well through that love language. Because this year, our hope is to become more passionately in love with Jesus, and when we show love to an individual, it, de it develops the passion within us. And so I want us all to stretch in this area of showing love to God, and it will really stir up that passion for God uh, within each of us. Okay, so today, though, we're going to be starting with words of affirmation. So the very first one, words of affirmation. If you know your love language, how many of you, that's your primary, all right? So quite a few of us in here. Um, here's the definition of words of affirmation from Gary Chapman. Using words to affirm another person is one key way to express love. Affirmations may focus on the person's behavior, physical appearance, or personality. The words may be spoken, written, or even sung. People whose primary love language is words of affirmation receive such affirming words like a spring rain on barren soil. All right, so to help us better understand this love language, I'm going to invite Lyndon and Emma to come up here because they have words of affirmation as their primary love language. I'm going to ask them a few questions, all right? Thanks, guys, for being willing to bare your soul in front of all of these people, and even those online all around the world. So <laughs> it's no big deal. You're fine. So you, um, there's the definition, part of the definition of words of affirmation. Um, what part of that definition, I sent it to you earlier this week, what part of that definition resonates with you guys? Ladies first. <laughs> so it's actually hard for me to pick just one part of it because um, a lot of it, I just relate to a lot of it. And, um, but I think the be spoken, the words may be spoken or written, those are two things, especially spoken for me. That's probably how I receive um, love the best out of all of them. So that's what mm. I resonate with the most. Yeah. But all of it's. Yeah, it, it made sense, though. Yeah. The definition made sense. Yeah, it did. How about you, Lyndon? For me, the, the part of the spring rain on barren soil, I'm not very poetic, but that, that really jumped out at me of like, yeah, that completely makes sense. Like one of my favorite times of the year is spring when you can just smell the rain and just it smells amazing and you just, it smells like life. Mm -hmm. And to me, the crusty, dry ground receiving that rain, it's... It's so refreshing to see that. And to me, for, for words of, when people say something nice to me or whatever, that, 
is very refreshing, and uh, yeah. I resonate like that. We, we talk about having an internal love tank, you know, of when you feel loved. And the thing is, if someone speaks your love language, it fills up that tank. If they speak another one, it's nice, but it doesn't do the same thing. So somebody can be showing you love in a different language over and over again, but you, wouldn't, you may not feel loved by them unless they speak your language. So give us an example of when someone spoke this love language, words of affirmation, really well to you. Your love tank was filled. Um, so a couple <laughs> weeks ago, um, one of my friends who is from out of town, um, she just sent me, it was like a two-sentence text message, um, and that just like made my day. It was, she basically was um, just kind of telling me that I was doing like a good job and that she was so thankful for our friendship, and it was something that was so simple, but the fact that she like took time out of her day to text me and like thought of me, um, that just like made my whole day, so yeah. yeah. How about you, Lennon? Oh, I have several, but one thing that comes to mind, uh, I was speaking for the young adults one time, and, and I had a little presentation to give them, and, and it didn't work. Nothing was working right, and I was <laughs> flustered, and, and I didn't think what I was saying was coming out right. And the presentation, the, the, the media wasn't working right. I just felt like it was a flop. Well, afterwards, good old Brandon Guthrie comes up to me. I mean, one of the nicest guy in the world. And he's like, Lyndon, that, that was really good. And I really got a lot out of what you said. And I'm like, you did? You know, and, <laughs> and, and it, it, it was so kind of him. I don't know if he was just being nice or if he was speaking the truth. No, he was being nice. Brandon's awesome. But that confirmation to me squelched the doubt in my mind that I had, like, man, I really don't know what I'm doing sometimes. And, and Brandon's words helped me remember that God's, God used what I had to say, and it wasn't horrendous, and, and it was good. So yeah. I really appreciated that. Yeah. All right, so, so with someone who has the, the gift of words of affirmation, critical words tend to suck the life right out of them. Okay, so... They, they can't just bounce off of critical words. So can you guys tell us more about how critical words affect you? Is that true, that critical Absolutely. words are? Yeah. I, I hate conflict. I hate any kind of confrontation. I would rather avoid it. Um, and that's because if someone says anything, even remotely, like, oh, maybe you should do this differently, I just have to be really careful about how I take it because I would want to take it very personal and... Um, kind of like it would be kind of damaging. And so, yeah, I'm someone who that comes off in like, I hate conflict. I hate confrontation. I would just rather avoid it because um, I don't want someone to say something to me that isn't building me up. And so that's, I just take it very personal Yeah. when someone says yeah. that. I echo everything that Emma just said. <laughs> fight or flight. I like to run away from stuff. Don't, ooh, I don't want to fight. Uh, <laughs> for instance, uh, so I, I work in the, engineering department at work, and, and I take pride in what I do. I think I do a pretty good job, and, and sometimes, you know, production, they say things that, that make me, f they're maybe joking, I don't know. Sometimes I hear things that they say, and they don't know that I'm listening, and, and I take it personally. I know I shouldn't, and I know, I tell myself, it's not true, it's not true, but still, they those words are, it's ridiculous how strong it is. It means like, oh, it's, it's like something just hits me and sticks on the back of my neck. 
-hmm. and and it, it's hard for me to shake it. Right. I'm working on it, but after 40 years, but it's still, it's really hard. And, and this wasn't one of our questions, but I just thought of this. Is flattery different than words of affirmation to you? Can you really like discern the difference between like flattery, like somebody just, yeah. just saying something nice versus somebody meaning it? Yeah. I think for me, like I would probably put a little more value on it than someone who's like, um, their love language is like quality time of that. So if someone says anything nice to me, like there's part of me that's like, okay, I'll take it, you know? <laughs> um, but I think too, I am able to kind of, yeah, discern, discern the, the two, whether someone's just saying it to like, just to be nice or whatever, you know, and they don't genuinely mean it, but either one I'll take, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> so Emma had her hair done this week, so make sure you all <laughs> tell her. <laughs> Your hair looks amazing, Emma. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see what she's saying, and I get it, but I think if I, if I can sense someone is just trying to flatter me, I, I actually don't appreciate it like I would if, I mean, it's okay, I get it, but to me it feels fake, yeah. and it feels like they don't really care about what they're saying. They don't necessarily mean what they're saying. They're just saying it just to... Right cross that off the list, maybe. Okay, um, if I could, again, let's see the hands of everyone with the, that is your primary love language. Just look around real quick. These are the individuals that would love to have words from you. So just, let's just, just remember that, okay? Um, words matter, and uh, it, they're the ones that it really matters to you, so take time to do that. Thank you guys for coming up. Let's give them a hand. Okay. So for the rest of our time together, I want to focus more on our relationship with God. Okay, we've kind of learned about how God made us, how he wired us, and how we can show love to one another and receive love from one another with words of affirmation. But now I want to take a look at how we can receive love from God, especially if our primary love language is words of affirmation. And then uh, we're going to also then end with a, a section where we're going to look at how we can show love to God through words of affirmation. Okay, so let me pray, and then I'll give you these points uh, that you can fill in on your handout. So God, I pray that you would be with us through the rest of this message. I pray that you would guide us, uh, open up our minds to understand what you want us to hear today. And Lord, I pray that you would give me your words to speak in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I'm, I have eight points, but I'm going to go through these pretty quickly. So ways that we can receive love from God through words of affirmation, first of all, is reading and receiving his words in Scripture. So reading and receiving his words in Scripture. If you have the primary love language of words of affirmation, Scripture is golden for you. It is a way for you to hear God speak to you. I'm going to read uh, three Scriptures and I'm going to ask us all just to close your eyes and just imagine that God is saying this over you, okay? 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now... 
You are the people of God. John 15, 16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you. God chose you. And then Jeremiah 1, 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. You can open your eyes. But those are, those are examples of Scripture uh, speaking to us. And especially, again, if you have that as your primary love language, dive into Scripture and look for how it is speaking to you. Look for how God wants to speak to you because the Bible is known as the Word of God. It is God's words to us. And so we need to read it, not just for study's sake and to learn things. We need to read it so that we can allow God to speak to our hearts. Now, the, the fill-in was receive. Because that's the other side to this. Don't just read it and listen to it. Receive it. God is speaking to you. He's saying, you are a chosen possession. God's special possession. Uh, a chosen people. So we have to receive what God is saying to us when we read Scripture. So that's the first point. Number two is listening to worship music. So listening to it and letting it speak to you. Uh, so much of worship music is based on Scripture, the truths of Scripture. Sometimes it's just quotes directly from Scripture. But I like to just listen to music and let it just kind of fill my soul. Um, but that's one of the ways we can receive love from God is just letting the Scripture speak to our, or letting the song speak to our hearts. Um, this is a song we're actually going to say, sing at the end of service. It's called Who You Say I Am, and here are the lyrics from it. Who the sun sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God, yes, I am. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God, yes, I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. You can see how that, if you allow that song to speak to your heart, right, it can fill that love tank, especially if, it's, if your love language is words of affirmation. For me, and this works for me, even though that's not my primary love language. It, it fills my tank as I listen to Scripture being sung through worship music. Um, if you don't know where to start, if you don't have like a, a worship playlist on uh, Apple Music, there's one called Worship Today. I listen to that one a lot because it's updated. You can find that one. There are a lot of <clears throat> worship playlists on Spotify. I went there the other day. There's a ton of them. And then on, uh, on our YouTube page, if you go to our Lighthouse YouTube channel, we have um, a music playlist of all of the songs that we play here, and we keep that updated. So if you want to just listen to worship music through iTunes or Spotify or YouTube, you can do that. But I would encourage you, listen to worship music. Let it speak to you. It's one of the ways that God can speak to us. Uh, number three is prophetic words from others. In, in the Old Testament, it seemed like prophets were usually the naysayers, right? They're the, they were the ones that confronted everyone. But the spiritual gift of prophecy many times is utilized to encourage us. And so I would encourage you, um, seek out prayer after service. If you want to hear from God, if you need a word of encouragement 
from God. We have several people on our prayer team who will hear words of encouragement for you from God. You can also come on Tuesday nights and uh, come to our prayer room and ask someone there. They'll, they'll pray for you and give you a prophetic word. I've had whew, dozens and dozens of prophetic words over the years, and, and I can't tell you the number of times that it just it met me where I needed to be at that time. God spoke to me, spoke to my heart, and uh, you know, cared for me that way, showed me that he loves me. So I'd encourage you, be open to prophetic words from others. Every Sunday uh, after service, come on up. You, somebody will pray with you. And uh, they, many times they will prophesy over you too. Number four is just listening for his voice. I don't want to discount this. It's difficult to hear God's voice. The only way that we really can hear his voice is if we quiet our surroundings around us, right? We got we to gotta be in that still small place to listen to that still small voice, um, silence everything around us. But God will speak to us with his voice too. Um, this past few weeks, I had God speak to me twice, and that's, that's not normal to have it like that often, but there were two scenarios where I, I heard God speak a very specific thing to me, um, and I needed to hear it both times. I was like, oh, Lord, I, need, I needed to hear that. It's things that I already knew, but then he spoke it like in my spirit. I didn't hear it with my ears, but I heard it with my heart. Does that make sense? And it was pretty clear it was God because it's not something I would have said. It's like, oh, okay, God, I hear you there. Um, but take time to quiet yourself and listen for his voice. And when we do that, man, we can feel so loved by him, so encouraged by him. All right, so those are four ways that um, I think we can hear uh, from God and be encouraged by God, you know, through that love language especially. But here's four ways, and I want to focus on these. Here are four ways that we can show love to God, all right? Because this year is about passion. And so I want to focus on this for our remaining time. So first of all, uh, number one is prayers of thanks, praise, and adoration. God loves it when we talk to him. If you are a silent prayer-er, you know, in your mind, that's fine. God can read your mind and he can hear that. But I would encourage you, pray out loud. Take time. I, many times I just pray silently, but there are those times when I'm praying out loud and I'm just like ex expressing my heart to God. Now, to be honest, many times that prayer is just, oh Lord, help me. I mean, that's it's usually a request, right? Is anybody like, you, you know, when we talk to God, many times it's like, Lord, help me, I need help, will you do this, will you do that? That's not quite the same as a love language to God, right? I mean, that's, that's a request. That doesn't necessarily feel, fill God's heart. Now, he wants us to ask for things. It's not a bad thing to do that, but there's more to our conversations with God, especially if we're trying to fill his love tank, right? Adoration, thanksgiving. So if this is new to you, I want to encourage you Try this four-step prayer model. It's called the ACTS prayer model, A-C-T-S. And you start out with adoration. So this just helps you to formulate your prayer so that it's not just requests, okay? So you start with adoration. You just adore God for who he is, not for what he's done, okay? You just adore God because he's the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator of all things, you know, the 
Alpha and the Omega. So we just give God glory for who he is. That's adoration. Now, a lot of times that'll take us directly into confession because when we realize how big God is, how magnificent he is, it shines a light on our weakness, right? It shines a light on our sin. And so a lot of times that'll take us to, oh, I'm sorry, and there's a time of confession. And that's good for the soul, by the right way, right? Confession is good for the soul. Um, even though God has forgiven us for all of our sins, it is still good for us to confess them to God. All right? And then that moves us directly into thanksgiving because, wow, he's forgiven us. When we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So when we confess, he forgives us, he cleanses us, and we can't help but be thankful. Not only for his forgiveness, but also for the many things that we have. So the adoration and the thanksgiving are ways that we are praising God and we are exalting him. Now the S is supplication. That's a fancy word for requests because it has an S. A-C-T-R would be weird, you know. So supplication is just a way of then we can you know, and, and God wants us to ask him for things. So that's our prayer request at that point. But there are times in my spiritual journey where I have framed my prayer along this model, ACTS, because I, I, I kind of got too heavy in the, in the request side. And so this helps me to, to adore him and to give him thanksgiving. But God loves it when we talk to him. And just tell him that we love him and just tell him how great he is. So that's, that's one of the ways is through um, prayers. A second way is through singing songs of praise. It's what we did this morning. Emma and I have been going through our song database here at the church. And there are songs that are about us, you know, like God speaking to us. Who you say I am, the song we're going to do at the end is like that. But there are also so many songs where we're talking to God. We're praising God um, like we just did uh, at the beginning of service, where we just lifted him up. And so when we, when we listen to those songs, we can turn around and sing those out to God and fill up God's love tank through singing, not, not just listening and receiving. This is an opportunity for us to turn and sing and give him praise and thanksgiving. And many times, it's good to personalize those words. Anyone ever just sang and never even thought about what you're singing? I, I've done that right here, right here in the front. There are times when I'm singing a song, but I'm thinking about the message I'm about to preach, right? And God, you know, God can read our minds. He knows our hearts. Do you think God is honored in those moments when I'm just giving him lip service? I mean, he understands, right? He understands. But it's better if we actually listen, I mean, read the words, internalize the words, and personalize it back to him. Like, no, Lord, I am worshiping you. I am giving you praise and glory. So personalize worship. Internalize it. You know, make it yours, your conversation, your praise and adoration to God directly. And by the way, I do believe that God listens to our hearts more than our vocal cords. I hope so, because I don't sing that well. And so 
And some of you all don't either. I've heard. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, every one of you just sings awesome. I just, that's, that's the flattery thing. No. Um, but no, I'm, I'm appreciative that God listens to our hearts. And it's not, we, we don't have to have, you know, the best voice for God to be honored. And so, yeah, just sing. Sing out loud. Just sing loud. Give him praise and adoration. Um, number three is written declarations of praise. So writing things out, write out your prayers, write out your requests, write out even songs or poems. Um, I've done, there's been seasons in my life where I have like had one on my heart and I'm like, well, I don't know where this came from, but I'm going to write it out and just write it to God. That doesn't happen with me very often, but for others, it happens a lot. Um, Nye, she goes to church here. She has like, God just puts on her heart these poems to God and she writes them out. She just writes them out. And, and, and that's a praise offering to God. And you don't even have to share it with anyone. Now, fortunately, Nye shares some of these with me. So I did ask her permission. But here's part of one that she wrote. She said, Here I am, Lord. Speak and I'll listen. You are the refuge, refuge I run to. Though my enemy tries to persuade me to follow my own thinking, you guide me back to you. Step by step, I'll follow through. A God who wants communion, communion with those who are his children. For many names you've been given, and here I am calling to Elroy, the one who sees me. Always waiting so patiently for something he knew I needed to fill the void inside of me. To you I say, here I am. Speak, Lord, for I'll listen. I just have to believe God is so encouraged by that. I mean, I was encouraged by that. I'm glad... Thanks for sending it my way. I keep sending it my way. It's encouraging for me too, but God is honored when we just put into writing like a love letter, you know, to God. We're just writing it out and saying, God, this is for you. This is for you. Um, by the way, if, you're, if you are not a journaler, I just encourage you to start journaling, you know, some of those are just, you're just recording what's going on, but other times it is those prayers and those prayers of thanksgiving to other people, I mean to God. So I would just encourage you to do that. Um, if you turn in a, a fasting commitment card, they'll give you a fasting journal, so you, that's kind of a kickstart to get you to do that. And then number four, the last way, um, is giving encouragement to others. Scripture's pretty clear. Jesus said, whatever you do to others, you've done unto me. And so when we encourage others, you know, I was kind of joking a little bit by having people raise their hands and say, you need to all say something nice to them. But there's actually some truth to that. We should be a church that doesn't just think good things about one another, but we actually say those things. Does that make sense? Like we verbalize it. Because we don't know. We just don't know what somebody is going through that day. You know, Lyndon shared how what Brandon said to him, like, just made all the difference in the world. So let's not just think good things about one another. Let's verbalize those. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. Encourage one another, build each other up, as we do that, we're doing that unto Jesus. And Jesus, I believe his love tank gets filled as we encourage one another.
All right, I'm going to invite Emma to come. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofinner.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.